that word, aging. It makes me think of the line from the movie Steel Magnolias, one of my favorites, where Truvy, played by Dolly Parton, says, time marches on, and sooner or later, you realize it is marching right across your face. Wouldn't it be nice to have some secrets to delay the inevitable time marching on? Some insight for you to look your best and feel your best, even as these years go by? Well, my friend, guess what? That's what we're talking about today. We are joined by expert Dr. Corey Stern to discuss natural anti-aging and how nutrition plays a key role in helping you stay healthy, prevent disease, and yes, look younger. We take a deep dive into fats and why fat is not a dirty word. You're going to hear about a vitamin, a vitamin that you've never heard of, vitamin F that is found in healthy fats that helps you with with aging and can actually help you prevent sunburn. Very fascinating. And yes, we even talk about the controversy surrounding cholesterol and fat consumption and the dangers of using a statin. It's just straight talk, no hidden agenda, and it's all about natural anti-aging today on the Healthy Harmony Podcast. Hey friend, welcome to the Healthy Harmony Podcast, simple holistic wellness for women. I'm your host, Jennifer Pickett, dietitian turned functional medicine health coach. When it comes to your well-being, do you know what to do, but have a hard time actually doing it? Have you sacrificed your own health for the sake of taking care of everyone else? Are you tired and overwhelmed, but also, Are you looking for answers, ready to take a small step? Holistic wellness doesn't have to be time-consuming or overly complicated. In this podcast, you will discover simple tips to help you take control of your overall wellness. I want to help you make a shift from knowing what to do to actually doing it. If you are ready to feel better, make healthier decisions, address the obstacles standing in your way, and live a life of freedom and harmony, my friend, you're in the right place. I've got to read you this review uh, for the Healthy Harmony podcast. Uh, Someone entitled it Great Host. Uh, And it is a review by ACH Berger. And she says, Jennifer brings us topics that we need to hear. Her guests are fantastic leaders in the functional healthcare system. Every time I listen, I get a wealth of information that I didn't know I needed to hear. But more than that, Jennifer tells us how to take the information and live it. Thank you, Jennifer. You're an ambassador for health. You're an advocate for women. Love this podcast. When I saw this review, it, I just, it got, I got tears in my eyes. I couldn't help it. This is why I do this podcast. It's exactly why I do this. It is for you. Yes, it is time consuming and it takes some, a lot of resources, but I want you to feel like you can come here and get some straight talk with no hidden agenda to get some encouragement and simple direction on how to move forward. So if this podcast has helped you, like it has clearly helped um, uh, this reviewer, um, please share it with a friend. 
leave a review. You can share the social media posts that accompanies the podcast when an episode airs. You can always share the website link. Remember, it's inspirehealthyharmony.com with a friend and and even show them how they can search for podcasts and search for topics using the search icon on the website. Just share the podcast if it has spoke to you in any way. And hey, if you get a chance, leave a rating and a written review, just like uh, uh, ACH Burger did here. It is deeply appreciated. Let's get to our show. Dr. Corey Stern is a natural health expert who is challenging conventional wisdom by showing people how the food, water, air, medications, and everyday products they use are potentially poisoning them. Her deep dive into alternative medicine began at the very young age of 15. Growing up as a very sick child, she was fed those very popular health myths like health myths like avoid all fats in foods. She was prone to chronic health uh, throat infections and usually found herself feeling under the weather, tired and fatigued. And she realized early on that doctors might not always know what's best. And at that very young age, she took her health into her own hands. It wasn't until her 30s that Dr. Stern turned her life around and she attended chiropractic college so she could help others tap into the knowledge that mainstream medicine was pushing under the rug. Today, she is a triple award-winning chiropractor recognized by her peers as outstanding in the field of nutrition. Please welcome Dr. Corey Stern. I have a fantastic guest for you today. Her name is Dr. Corey Stern, and I'm so excited she's here. Dr. Stern, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. It's uh, Dr. Stern and I were just chatting about our dogs, that we have kicked our dogs out off the premises for the purposes of this recording, because they would be a little bit of a distraction, and they just don't make a very good podcast hosts, do they? <laughs> Not lately, anyway. In the beginning, they did, and now they just are all spoiled brats. Yes, yes. I can relate to that with my two, certainly. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm so glad you came on the show. You know, you have a very interesting story in that your personal health journey with alternative medicine started at a pretty young age. So tell us more about that. So I like to say that I was poisoned at, um, at a very early age by my parents, not intentionally, but uh, while my mom was pregnant with me, she was eating what I call garbage food. So was my dad. Um, actually, their parents also ate garbage food. I'm third generation Uh, garbage food eaters. And so I'll get more into what I mean by garbage food, but basically food that contains a lot of toxins and not too much nutrition. So when I was born, I already had a disadvantage. I wasn't a healthy child and I was sick all the time. I had throat infections, ear infections, bladder infections. I was always on antibiotics and I thought this was normal. I thought all kids were taking this pink liquid bubblegum tasting medicine all the time. By the time I was 15, I had a throat infection that would not resolve. I kept getting put on one antibiotic after another, and I wasn't getting better. So now here I am, I'm 15, I'm a teenager. It It happened to be summertime. I was feeling awful, couldn't go out and hang out with my friends. And I was angry. And I decided 
at that time, that medical doctors don't appear to know how to help you restore health. So I decided I was going to do it myself. And I started doing some research. This is back in the mid 70s. So I was reading books and I stumbled on this magazine called Prevention. And it was the only alternative publication um, that was popular at the time. And I was reading this magazine and I came across the concept that nutrition, what you eat actually impacts your health. And I was absolutely astonished by that because nobody had ever told me that before. Clearly my parents didn't know it. Um, I, I didn't learn it in school. So I decided that must be why I was sick. And I decided to completely change my own diet at age 15 I was working as a babysitter at the time, and I spent all of my money, <clears throat> my own money, on food. And I completely cleaned up my diet. I uh, stopped eating sugar and flour and anything that had preservatives in it, and uh, I started to feel better. And then I found a book in my local health food store uh, called Back to Eden, and this was the still is the herbal Bible. Every It was written in the 1920s, every single herb on planet earth that, um, and it's there and their therapeutic benefits. And I just devoured this book. I studied it. I was fascinated. I started buying herbs. I started making my own concoctions and, um, I actually healed myself. That is incredible. I cannot believe that you did that at the age of 15 and, and, and didn't just like learn about it, but you went, you were so proactive spending your own money on food and then continuing to research. Yeah. And it doesn't surprise me that I did that. It's just my personality. I still do things like that. So, and I, I spend pretty much all of my money on good quality food and good quality supplements to this day and don't even think twice about it. So, yeah. So, so that, that experience led me to have a vision that one day I could help other people restore their health using all natural things and nutrition. And that's what I do. Oh, I just love that. So tell us more about what you do today and how you help others. Well, I have a private practice in New York City where I see hundreds of people. Um, it, I've been there for t almost 22 years. I'm also by degree, I'm a chiropractor. So I do some chiropractic as well, which is very useful for um, maintaining your body and um, improving your health. But mostly what I do is I teach people how to eat correctly. I actually have to usually um, help people find good quality food, especially here in a big city. There's no farms in the, in the area. So I have to locate good food for people and then tell them what exactly they need to eat, sometimes how to cook it, um, what to even cook it in. I mean, we get into nitty gritty details. And then I also design a nutritional supplement program for them because most people have nutritional deficiencies. If you've been eating food in the United States of America for most of your life, chances are you have nutritional deficiencies. 
So incredible, you know, and I love that personalized approach that you're using, even going so far as to helping them find the 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 right food for them, because you're right, sometimes we, as practitioners, we just kind of throw out, like, here's a recommendation, but we're not helping with that very practical support. Where do you find the food in the first place? How do you store it? How do you prepare it, et cetera? So I'm curious, what are the biggest struggles that you see your clients suffering with? What are those, what are the biggest things that you, that you see? What are the biggest struggles that you see? So as far as just everyday life, people are very used to having instant uh, things happen. So they can, you can press a button now and food appears at your doorstep. People have forgotten the concept of really taking the time to create a healthy meal. And people tell me they don't have time to do it. So we actually have to kind of press the reset button for people to, I tell them, look, you're very fortunate that you don't have to go out hunting. Um, You don't have to necessarily farm yourself and go gather the food. You don't have to chop wood to cook it and start a fire. You don't have to go fetch water from a stream. So you don't, you know, you don't have to spend time doing any of that. But you may have to do a little prepping with real food and actually cook it um, to to um, address your nutritional needs. So so that's the biggest struggle that I see people having um, a lack of time, feeling overwhelmed by life and not being able to prioritize their health. I like to tell people that if if you don't have your health in order, eventually you're not going to be able to participate in anything else. It's going to be hard, more difficult to raise your children and to be happy in an intimate relationship or to enjoy your work. So I I say health is the first dynamic. That's what you need to first pay attention to. So we teach people how to reprioritize. Um, As far as struggling with symptoms though, you know, my, the majority of my patients are women between the ages of 25 and uh, 65 who are struggling with energy. Um, a lot of women have thyroid issues. A lot of women have what we call adrenal burnout. So they're just exhausted and they're using coffee and sugar to keep, get themselves through the day. Um, seeing a lot of inflammatory conditions, autoimmune conditions, rheumatoid arthritis, um, a lot of inflammatory gut issues. Uh, So I see a whole range of of different health conditions walking in, but usually the underlying cause is eating toxic food, being exposed to toxins in the environment, and also in your personal life, your your personal care products and your your household cleaning products, and, um, and having, you know, nutritional deficiencies. So once, once we're able to clean the body up and start feeding it real food, people, the, the symptoms will go away. People will, will be able to feel much less overwhelmed by life. And when you're nutritionally deficient, it's, it's very difficult to manage stress well. I, I cannot agree more, you know, and it's something that I often say, it is so much easier to show up as your best self, to show up as 
a, a better mom when you are in a healthier place, when you are taking the time for some self-care. And, and I agree wholeheartedly. It really starts with the shifting of the mindset. You've got to reprioritize. You know, we we are, we're so used to this, you know, instant, like I want this now and it needs to be quick and and it can be quick, but we, we have to do those things. So we're getting that really good, solid nutrition. And I think you and I are seeing the, the same group of, of women here. They're struggling with, inter- with energy levels and thyroid insufficiency, and there's gut health issue and autoimmune, and, you know, the list goes on and on. And I think one thing that I'm, I'm just getting more and more passionate about, because I've got two teenagers, and I work with so many moms, um, and we have this diet mentality, and no one has ever taught them about nutrition. They come, they like, like from you, you know, and same thing with me, you know, we just weren't taught by our parents. You know, we were just processed food. We thought you're eating, you're doing good if you're eating canned green beans, you know, like, hey, that's healthy. Um, but somebody's got to teach these kids about nutrition. Where else are they going to get it? And it starts in the home. We can't depend on anybody else. We've got to teach our kids about nutrition, and we can't do that by shoving it down their throat, but really by living by example and making sure healthy food tastes good. And so, I mean, that's why I'm so excited about this conversation, and I love, love, love your approach. So, um, obviously, as we work with women, um, at the top of our concern, I mean, yes, we have these health issues, we want more energy, but also at the top of our concern is aging well anti-aging and nutrition. So let's kind of dive into that topic, anti-aging and nutrition. And you're a nutrition expert. So what role does nutrition play in the aging process? It it plays the most major role. In fact, um, that's the only approach I know that actually anti-ages you. Other approaches like, let's say, cosmetic surgery or getting Botox or fillers don't actually anti-age you. They just make you look better temporarily. But you can, I'm almost 60 and I feel better now than I did when I was 50 and definitely better than when I was 40. I I was feeling terrible at 40. So this has been a long journey for me, but I also, nobody ever guesses that I'm almost 60. I do not look almost 60. I would not have guessed that. So for our guests who are listening, Dr. Stern and I can see each other to make things easier. But of course, this is an audio only podcast. Let me tell you, y'all, she does not look 60. There's no way. I would not have guessed that. <laughs> yeah. So um, so aging or anti-aging or reversing aging, as I like to call it, starts with nutrition. Um, there's some other factors, too. You do have to get enough sleep. And so let's just briefly touch on that because it is an important component. You do most of your healing in your sleep and you secrete a hormone in your deep sleep called human growth hormone. And that's kind of the anti-aging hormone. That's what repairs damage in your body that everybody incurs, you know, on a daily basis. So getting good quality deep sleep is definitely part of slowing down the aging process and you have lower levels of human growth hormone as you age. So it it becomes even more important to continue to make sure you get good sleep. Now, the other big factor is hydration. If you are dehydrated, if you're chronically dehydrated, and many people are, 
It's unbelievable to me how many people are chronically dehydrated. Your skin will age so much faster. So having moist, supple skin depends on your hydration level, among other things. So being, staying hydrated means drinking adequate amounts of water, which there's no magic formula to that. If you are very active and exercising and sweating, or even talking a lot, if you're a teacher and you're talking all day, you're going to need more water than somebody who has a sedentary lifestyle, who's sitting at a desk all day, or um, just moving around less. So the other factor is making sure that you're actually absorbing the water that you're drinking. I see so many people drinking and drinking and drinking, and they tell me, oh, I'm st I still feel thirsty. I still feel dehydrated. So some people um, are salt deficient. Some people are not eating enough salt. Salt is an essential nutrient. I can spend a whole podcast just talking about salt. And in I fact, I to say, yeah, yeah, I, um, I have my own, um, uh, health channel and I do have a video just on salt. And it was oh, okay. a very, awesome. very popular video because so many people have misinformation about salt. But if you're feeling like you're struggling to hydrate, you may want to try putting a quarter teaspoon of good quality salt in eight ounces of water and drinking that. I can't tell you how many people tell me I feel so much better <laughs> since I added salt to my water. Um, salt, you know, normal saline, as we call it, that, that um, quarter teaspoon in eight ounces is, is what the fluid in your body is made out of. So it actually helps with absorption of, of water. So valuable. And, and two, yeah. I think most people don't understand, um, uh, it's very important for adrenal function. Yes, And exactly. we see so many women, especially now, dealing with adrenal burnout, adrenal fatigue, you know, HPA axis dysfunction, you know, uh, all the names for it. But sodium is so important for that. But kind of sodium got this bad name. Oh, my gosh, you got to be low sodium, low sodium. But we need, like you said, we need that sodium. And what a practical suggestion Fourth of a teaspoon of high quality uh, salt in your in eight ounces of water. That's very simple. Yeah, yeah. So your adrenal glands actually um, govern your your salt fluid balance. They produce a, a hormone called aldosterone that tells your kidneys what to do with salt and water. And if you are feeling lightheaded when you change positions, when you go from laying to sitting up or sitting to standing, and you feel lightheaded something called postural hypotension, where your blood pressure suddenly drops. That's very often, not always, but very often, it's your adrenal glands and it's a salt deficiency. You drink a little salt, salt water and it goes away. So that is something that we have people do all the time. And um, I did a video on, the, uh, on adrenal burnout a few days ago, and we talked about that as well. So the next very important component for anti-aging is eating enough good fat. So like salt, fat has also been given a really bad reputation. Most definitely. Yes. So your, your skin quality is very dependent on fat, but it's not just your skin. I mean, yes, it's, it's great to look good and have, you know, nice, moist, supple skin that doesn't wrinkle. But part of the uh, aging also is keeping your brain functioning. 
and your brain depends on fat and cholesterol to function properly. So what good is a pretty face if you if you can't remember anything or you have so brain true. fog, yes. right? So um, fat, first of all, fat doesn't make you fat. Eating too much carbohydrate is what makes you fat, right? So carbohydrate, which converts into sugar in your body, if you eat too much of that, that actually converts into fat in your body. Fat, eating fat with carbohydrate slows down the process of converting the carbohydrates into sugar, into glucose. So if you eat just plain bread, it's going to metabolize into glucose, which will become fat very quickly. But if you eat bread with some good quality butter on it, it'll take longer for your body to convert it to glucose and it won't convert to fat as quickly. So this is something that very few people know. Eating fat with carbohydrates is very a very smart idea. It's better to you know eat a low carbohydrate diet. We encourage people to get most of their carbohydrates from vegetables and also maybe a little bit of low sugar fruits like berries and not to eat things made out of flour like bread and pasta and those types of foods and certainly to avoid refined sugars. But that said, as you are trying to wean yourself off of those things, make sure that you eat enough good quality fat. And I'll define what that is. It also helps with cravings. Eating enough it fat really reduces does. cravings. Because you're so, satisfied, right? I mean, when you, when, and I call it food combining, when you combine, you know, protein, fiber, healthy fat, you know, you are going to be satisfied. And of course, you're, you're really helping with, you know, prevent like a huge blood sugar spike. And we really want to look at blood sugar and insulin response, which goes into aging, correct? Correct. Absolutely. So, and it also goes into where you, where your fat gets distributed. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Which is very important to us women. I will say that's very important exactly. to me. Yes. Exactly. Right. Nobody wants to walk around with a big belly. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, fat does satisfy you and it also is good quality fat is very nutrient dense. So when you're feeding your body nutrients, you don't have cra cravings are actually a response to nutritional deficiency. Oh, say that one more time, because that's a very powerful statement that a lot of people miss. Cravings are actually a response to nutritional deficiency. So let's just say, well, I'll make something up. Let's say you're deficient in magnesium. Many people are familiar with the mineral magnesium. Uh, you're deficient in that. You start craving chocolate. You think that it's chocolate that you need, but it's actually magnesium that you need. So if you ate a magnesium-rich food, the craving would go away. If you eat nutrient-dense foods all the time, you don't have cravings. I don't have cravings. I just don't have them anymore, ever. I don't even, it's a foreign concept to me. I used to all the time when I was younger. And many of the, most of the patients that come in, that's one of the, on top of the list of, of uh, symptoms or complaints that they have is is craving, sugar cravings mostly. And that's what's so rewarding about the work we do is as we work with someone and we're able to really 
um, help them identify what the root issue is, what those nutritional deficiencies are, and they don't feel like they're being ruled by uh, these cravings, it's it's absolutely huge. It's just huge. So uh, let's, let's dive deeper into the healthy fats. What are some of those healthy fats that we need to be paying attention to and including in our everyday uh, diet? So this is going to be a little bit controversial because what I'm going to say about healthy fat is not what people are taught at all. So first of all, good fat is something like butter that comes from a healthy cow that's eating grass. And it's better if the butter comes from raw milk, not pasteurized. Again, this is a concept that people are so, um, let's say, I don't want to use the word brainwash, but deeply um, educated to believe that you must have pasteurized dairy because otherwise it's dangerous. Now, I only eat raw dairy. And almost all of my patients eat raw dairy. And I have a special needs son that only eats raw dairy. So I can assure you it's safe. And you have to get it from the right place. You have to get it from a great farm that knows what they're doing. But when the cows are treated properly, or not, it's not just cows, when when the animals, um, I eat sheep dairy and goat dairy and cow dairy and even camel, buffalo, when the, when the animals are treated properly and fed well, the, their milk is beautiful. It's, it's not only safe, but it's full of good quality fat uh, that have the fat-soluble vitamins, A, D, and K. That's um, the best way to get your fat-soluble vitamins, actually. And butter especially has a, a vitamin called vitamin F, which a lot of people don't know about. And this plays into anti-aging because vitamin F is really good for your skin. It actually helps to prevent sunburn. So rather than using toxic sunscreen um, and then preventing your body from being able to convert vitamin D into the active form, which the sun does for you, if you wear sunscreen, that doesn't work. Rather than doing that, you eat vitamin vitamin F-rich foods like butter like uh, raw cream, good quality raw cream. Um, Liver also has vitamin F in it. Um, Good quality liver is also has good fats. And your body uh, will handle the sun very differently. And I'm very fair skinned. I have freckles and I can sit out in the sun for hours without getting a burn because I eat so much vitamin F rich foods. And that's part of my anti-aging secret. That is, and that's incredible, incredible because that is something that is just, has been silenced. I feel like, you know, this whole Mm -hmm. concept of getting out in the sun and you better spray on that sunscreen so you don't get sunburnt and you don't get skin cancer. Well, we need the sun and we need to convert uh, the vitamin D into the active form so we can utilize it. And it's just so very important. And the sunscreen is so very toxic. My eyes have been opened about dairy. And so I have been able to find a good local farm. So I've been using raw milk And it is very surprising to me, the fact that my body tolerates raw milk very, very differently 
is that's what I put in my coffee in the morning. It tolerates it very differently than it does the pasteurized, um, even if it's organic, you know, et cetera. Very, very different. So I love having that as part of my arsenal, you know, as I'm trying to improve my health. Um, so with some, uh, so those healthy fats, I love how you talked about butter, you know, I mean, because that has been demonized. Lord have mercy. I just remember going back, you know, 25 years as I was trained as a dietitian, fat was a dirty word. This was when the low fat craze was at an all time high. I will never forget. I had this Dr. Stern. I had this chemistry, this food, the experimental foods class, and we experimented with using fat free butter in baking and some other items. And of course, it was an absolute chemical disaster because fat has such beautiful properties. It really contributes to, you know, the mouthfeel and everything else and, and the taste. Um, and uh, it was just so fascinating. And I'm, I'm always interested to see how there are still professionals who are ascribing to this low fat madness. So what would you say to that? Like it's because I just think it's absolutely absurd. So just a really quick history on that. Procter & Gamble made the first synthetic fat. It was um, Crisco, which actually stands for crystallized cottonseed oil. And they made it out of the waste products of, um, you know, the cotton industry. So super cheap. And that's why they did it, just because it was so cheap. And they had great marketing. They were able to hoodwink, hoodwink the public into... Um, thinking that this was better for you. They demonized, that's how butter got demonized. That's how it happened. And then uh, things got worse uh, during the 50s when the um, conventional medical profession started thinking they were making correlations between heart disease and saturated fat, animal fat, um, which has never been proven. There's actually no conclusive evidence that that is the case. In fact, it's, it's the opposite. Your heart actually needs fat. So that's how that happened. That's how we got to where we are today. Um, so I'll tell you a quick story about a patient that came in with a severe fat deficiency. Um, she worked for a cardiologist for 20 years and the cardiologist kept on top of her saying, don't eat fat. Fat's bad for you. Fat's bad for your heart avoid fat. So she didn't eat any fat for 20 years. And she developed, she actually became blind. Oh, goodness. Um, yeah. So she, and, and that makes a lot of sense. First of all, you, most people know your eyes need vitamin A to function properly and you can't actually absorb vitamin A without fat. So that's one thing, but your eyeballs are mostly made out of fat. Your eyeballs are, are made out of omega-3 fatty acids to a great degree. Wow. So she went blind and she had the most severe case of dry eye that's ever been recorded in the history of the planet. So somehow they, the medical profession decided to shoot her up with Botox around her eyes. I don't know exactly what their thinking was there, but she was one of the unfortunate individuals who became paralyzed from the Botox. Her whole face became paralyzed and she could not open her mouth. So she couldn't speak and she couldn't chew food. So she had to go on a pureed diet. So she was really suffering and struggling. And what do they, what do, they do next? Well, when you're 
when your patient is not getting better and you don't know what, what else to do, put them on an antidepressant, oh, right? That's, yeah. that's what happens with everyone. So they put her on antidepressants and now she had this horrible side effect from the drug called tardive dyskinesia, which is a condition where you have uncontrolled movement in your body. So here she is blind. She can't speak. She can't eat. And she's writhing uncontrollably. Her brother brought her into my office and I thought, I didn't know what was, you know, what the situation was at first. I thought she was a special needs person. And then he told me her whole story, just unbelievable. And I evaluated her and I got her on some good quality fat nutritional supplements, some omega-3 fatty acids and vitamin F and some other things. And I got them to start adding fat into her puree food. And within three weeks, her vision was restored. Three so, weeks. That's, Three that's weeks amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. It took another nine months for the Botox to wear off. Um, she stopped the, the medication and luckily the tardive dyskinesia went away. So, but she was able to actually get back to living, you know, a, a normal life. So that's a very extreme case, the most extreme case I've ever heard of, but you, you cannot live without fat. Every cell in your body, your cell membranes, the covering on every cell is made out of fat. So you can't live without it. You know, as far as what you said about um, medical professionals and health professionals still thinking that fat is bad, it's just the party line that gets passed down um, in medical schools. They are still not learning that much about nutrition. I have um, patients who are medical doctors, so they actually tell me what they learn. And we have to unteach them everything. Yeah. Uh, so that that's that's where we're at with that. So just to to give you um, a, a a longer list of good quality fats. So butter, preferably raw grass fed butter, and ghee. Also, ghee is clarified butter, and that's a great. Those are both great to cook with because they're very stable at high heats. Um, egg yolks from healthy chickens, pasture raised chickens. Egg yolks are wonderful source of fat and other vitamins. Um, coconut oil is a great cooking oil. It's also stable at a high heat. Make sure it's organic and virgin, not processed. Olive oil and olives are good fats. Olive oil is not that great for high heat cooking, but you could do low heat cooking with it or use it as salad dressing. Um, avocado oil, is great for cooking. It's more stable at a medium heat and avocados are also healthy fat. Um, and then um, animal fats. So we encourage people to cook with, these are great cooking um, fats, lard and um, tallow and um, Goose fat and chicken fat. If you ever have potatoes fried in goose fat, they are, it's amazing. It's so delicious. And these are all, and also organ meats. These are all part of traditional diets. Traditional meaning what, what actual, like, um, before there, before civilized, civilization <laughs> came and created processed foods, People who ate real food off the land, those, those, that's what they ate. And, um, and organ meats, very high in organ meats. The, those foods are also really important for um, 
for fertility, by the way, for any of your listeners that are struggling with fertility. Um, you know, there's actual fertility foods that different, different cultures would eat when they were about to get pregnant. Um, in Switzerland, you would eat spring butter, butter that mm. was made in the spring because the spring grass had, was more nutrient dense and native Americans would eat bear fat. Oh, so interesting. If they were having trouble getting pregnant, they would eat nothing but bear fat for a month. My goodness. Yeah. Um, So one of the questions that comes to mind, because I know our listeners, you know, we've been sold a lot of, a lot of garbage from our medical professionals. Um, and, uh, you know, I think there's some misconceptions out there that if you're eating these fats, um, that you're going to have high cholesterol. So oh. uh, speak to that, please. Yes. So fat and cholesterol are two different things, but animal fat does have cholesterol in it. And that is the only thing that the only foods that have cholesterol are animal fats. So a lot of people are confused about that. For example, coconut oil does not have any cholesterol in it. Avocados don't have any cholesterol. So cholesterol is also an essential nutrient. Most people don't know that your hormones are made out of cholesterol. If you even think about the words like cholesterol and testosterone, they're made out of cholesterol hormones. So you can't have fertility or hormonal balance if you're not eating cholesterol. Your body also makes it. Your liver makes cholesterol. So if you don't eat enough of it, your body is going to produce it. So I have patients that are vegetarians or vegans, and their cholesterol is higher than people who are actually eating animal fat because their body is making what they need. So the important thing, and also your brain needs cholesterol. 60% of the cholesterol in your body is in your brain. Oh, interesting. Your brain brain can't function without cholesterol either. And that's one of the reasons why cholesterol-lowering medications actually can cause dementia. Cholesterol gets too low. It's going to cause problems with your brain. So the most important thing to know about cholesterol, number one, if you're eating animal foods, you have to eat good quality. That's all. Good quality cholesterol is good for you. Bad quality cholesterol is bad for you. So if you are consuming good quality quality cholesterol, it will be good for you. You also need to keep your inflammation levels down. Inflammation is what damages your arteries. Inflammation damages the lining of your arteries, and that's when something like cholesterol, which is a sticky substance, can cause a problem. So if you think of the lining of your arteries as like a road, a smooth road, and then you are inflamed and there's damage to the road, like you have potholes in it, then the cholesterol, as it's moving through your arteries, going where it needs to go, can get stuck in the potholes. And that's what forms clogged arteries. So avoiding uh, inflammatory foods. That's all. Don't eat high sugar diets. Don't eat processed foods. Don't eat bad fats. We didn't even talk about what bad fats are. Man-made fats like Crisco, like margarine, like seed oils. Um, so uh, let's let's get back into it. You know, you were t- you were discussing seed oils as we had a little bit of an internet glitch. 
So uh, just kind of wrap up what you were saying about seed oils and how disastrous those are. Yeah, so they're highly inflammatory. They're carcinogenic. So if you um, eat inflammatory foods, you're causing damage to your arteries, which can cause cholesterol to behave badly. If your arteries are nice and smooth and clean, you don't have to worry about it. There is a way to find out if the quality of your cholesterol is good. There's a blood test that you can take and it tells you if your cholesterol is fluffy, which is good cholesterol or sticky, which is bad cholesterol. And it's so easy to find out. And medical doctors never recommend that you get this test, which is what the only test that you should get because it's the only thing that really matters. The amount of cholesterol that you have is not important. It's only the quality that's important. I actually have a video on this on my health channel, and I've been told that it's the clearest explanation about cholesterol and, and the quality. Yes. Yeah. Um, so what is that test uh, for the to determine if the cholesterol is fluffy or sticky? I love that explanation, by the way. <laughs> Depending on the lab that you use, it can be called the cardiac IQ test or the NMR. N is in Nancy, M is in Mary, R, NMR. Um, there are awesome. some alternative labs that run that test also. So if your medical doctor is not cooperative, you can go just go online and, and look for, you know, cholesterol yeah. quality test. So awesome. This has been such a fascinating conversation. And I do, I have to compliment you. I love the way you explain things. It is very, very easy to understand. My pet peeve, and I try to do a lot of research before I have a guest on the show, because my pet peeve is to have a an expert and they're just trying to make themselves sound smart. And so no one can understand what they're saying. And so that doesn't help any of us. So thank you for just the simplistic manner that you explained everything today. This has been very eye-opening, full of such great information. And I want to make sure that all of our listeners know where they can get more education, where they can learn more about you. You alluded several times to some videos you have. So I want to make sure that people know where they can access those videos. So the easiest place to find them is on YouTube. And it's under my name, Dr. Corey Stern, C-O-R-I-S-T-E-R-N. If you just put my name in there, you'll find them. I have a lot of videos on every single health topic, and I explain everything as simply as I did today. And I also have a website, drcory.com. So either one of those places you can connect with me and I answer questions when people email me. So I'm happy to, to help actually create health in this country any way that I can. I love it. I love it. Such a fantastic conversation today. Thank you so much, Dr. Corey Stern. I appreciate it. My pleasure. So good. I really enjoyed talking to Dr. Stern and thought she had a great way of teaching and explaining things. And for the love, aren't you so glad to hear that butter is not bad? Oh, thank you. Okay. Butter makes everything better. Fat is not a dirty word. You're welcome. So join me next time as I continue the topic, 
on food. Simple nutrition, meal ideas, easy recipes, and organization tips. It's all about fast food, real food for busy families. Until then, take care of you. Bye, friend. Bye.